those who follow me on Instagram um, know that I have been opening our third location in Rockland, where my husband and family and I moved earlier last year. And I knew that if I was going to open another studio, it was going to be on purpose and with intention, not just to work behind the chair, but to really focus on my pivot on educating and helping empower and, and extend a hand to those who are stepping into the beauty industry it is super important to me because now going on our third year of this pandemic, I can only imagine the women that, and men, um, the women and men who entered beauty school, who started the esthetician program, who started the cosmetology program only to encounter the pandemic while they were starting school and hearing about the shutdowns. And I'm from California where the shutdowns were real and were, that's a whole other podcast if you really want to know how I felt about it, but we rolled with it. We were shut, supposed to be shut down for almost a year and a half. And I can only imagine the students that were in school not only just owning the fact that they, they were going to start school and start this career, but now also factor in and magnify their insecurities of whether or not this was going to be a good idea to step into. Because there is this stigma that the beauty industry isn't consistent, that it's not a real job, that um, there's no way you could really provide for your family consistently with, with, with this kind of career, doing hair, doing nails, doing skin, doing lashes, doing tattoos, doing permanent makeup, whatever it is, there's, there's that stigma there. Let's not, let's just put it out there. So I can only imagine what people who finally bit the bullet to do this, um, actually we're going through. I think of how hard it is to shift mindsets in the beginning um, and silence the insecurities and turn up the volume on your ambition and your vision um, when you're getting into this industry. And then I thought about that coupled with the pandemic and um that's that's a really challenging space either it could have gone either way it could have been like cool so i can just focus on school and just handle everything from home or um you're like oh my god i have to handle everything from home and i'm not sure if i'm even going to be able to work um i don't even know how long this is going to last all of the things so with this third location i wanted to create a space so that we can nurture the skill sets but also have a space to teach the business side of it and teach the mindset side of it. So when I opened my first studio, which was Malaya Skin Studio, which is now known as Malaya Skin and Wax that we, because we had, had grown it and built out rooms. And um, I started because I wanted to create something 
that I could be in complete control over in terms of creating the culture and creating the rules and creating my client experience, creating my experience. And I've been so blessed to have been able to grow that with linking arms with other professionals who now are family to me. And now have two studios, one, the second one I own with my best friend um, who I've known for over 20 years. Um, this third location, uh, my husband is my business partner because uh, he is one of my, he's just, he is the behind the scenes motivator, consultant, rock, and um, I wanted him to feel a part of what we're doing and what we're building together. So we're opening this third location, but not only to just rent out chairs or have commissioned people here and, and just open another salon, but to create a space so that women can learn how to make their own rules to create their own experiences, to create their own culture that they want in their studios, to build the skill sets to have um, an avenue to create that for themselves. So creating this space was on purpose. It wasn't out of desperation, but complete inspiration because I totally know how to open a studio, a salon, get it furnished, get it uh, up and running, get all the systems automated and, you know, start seeking out the right technicians to be in the space. I could do that with my eyes closed. But my intention for this space was to have it be a place where we could teach classes, where I could record podcasts for Shop Talk with other educators and other people in the beauty industry, where I could also have a retail storefront so those who do lashes and do brow laminations and all of the other things that I teach in my, in my practice can come to a physical store and pick up. I wanted all of those things in this space. And I was doing that with intention and on purpose. And uh, I'm happy to say that we just hosted SoCal Beauty, our first... Um, lash company to teach in this space and uh, it comes full circle for me because Megan was a guest educator and Megan uh, from Tandy Lash Lounge has was was my one of my first educators when I was starting my volume practice and um, now that I live here I live close to her studio and I go there and I love all of her girls and um, it was amazing to host her and SoCal Beauty because they, um, they have training experience together, and I'm so excited for the both of them. I'm so excited that they are now starting to do in-person trainings again because the past two years have been super iffy whether or not we were ever going to get back into in-person anything. So um, I just want to breathe life into that and support that in any way that I can. And with this space, I now realize that this can be a collective um, for people who want to learn lashes, but also learn them from different companies and have a calendar with different educators coming in to teach their craft. So I'm really excited because now that's coming into fruition for the space. 
and uh, it's been it's been a beautiful thing to watch and be a part of. Um, but it all started with intention and being on purpose. And of course, I had to take a big pause in a lot of the day-to-day content making, the podcast, um, because life happened. Um, on top of raising four kids um, to be superheroes, no big deal, <laughs> and a husband who is a superhero, uh, whose schedule is super crazy right now um, because he is a lieutenant in the fire department. We have been helping our dog through his last stages of life. Um, and that was really, I didn't realize how impactful that was going to be. And that just goes to show when you have a plan you know, things happen and there goes your plan or that goes on pause because life needs your attention in other areas of your life. And um, he was not just any regular dog. Um, besides being my sweet boy dog, he was also um, a canine resource for the San Francisco Fire Department. He was a live search dog one of the best and I can only say that because I actually went to the trainings and a lot of the other handlers and trainers will vouch for that so it's I'm not it's not partial just because I'm his mom but he was an amazing dog Um, and my husband and Vader were um, very impactful um, for the fire department because Uh, I'd like to think he was one of the uh, founders, along with four or five others, um, who introduced this dog program into the fire department. So Vader was a big deal. And he developed cancer in his front leg. We had to amputate that. And we were able to provide him with chemo treatments because his oncologist said that it would it could possibly help extend his life and we just wanted to try everything for him and he was in such great spirits and um we we just had to and you know vader was part of the search dog foundation and they responded to natural disasters and uh, he was part of the fema task force so he was not just our dog he was also He had another family at the fire department. He had another task force family. He was also part of another foundation. He's just super impactful. By his third chemo treatment, they found cancer in his other leg, advised us that um, it was the best thing to alleviate him from pain and further suffering and just give him the best rest of his life because we all decided that we were going to stop chemo because it wasn't working and uh, that was that was really hard um in the middle of trying to open another studio uh with different intentions right like different intentions stepping into more of an education role and now developing the brand more and just all of the things that that comes with. Um, 
I just didn't have the heart to miss anything with Vader and our kids and my husband. It was a, one of the hardest things that Eli and I had ever had to go through. So I stopped everything. I signed my permission slip to put everything on pause. And, you know, me 10 years ago would probably have a panic attack thinking about the studio and, you know, feeling pressured to finish everything that I wanted to finish and stay on track and all of the things. But I put it on pause and I was okay with it because a family member um, needed our full attention. And I wanted to make sure that our kids felt supported, that Vader felt supported, my husband felt supported. Yeah, he had an amazing last couple of weeks. And we put him down um, by his favorite place in the backyard, by the pool. He was so weird. He would go outside and uh, go into the pool to drink from the pool. <laughs> it was so bad. So bad. But towards his last couple of weeks, we let him. We even filled his buckets, his water buckets with pool water. But there's something about it, going to the pool and drinking the pool water <laughs> that satisfied him. So um, we let him rest by the pool. And we had um, the vet from the foundation come who knew Vader and trained with him and let him peacefully rest there. Um, and it was beautiful and it was sad for us, but peaceful for him. And it just took a lot, <clears throat> much like, much like a lot of things in life can demand. And I think factoring in the <clears throat> factoring in the pandemic and knowing how fragile life can be um, I was I had I had such a different perspective um, in terms of giving myself space to be with my family because being with my family was one of it's it's the why it's the why to everything that I've done and everything that I've built in my entrepreneurship journey um, from deciding to become an esthetician and build my own practice and share my practice with other technician and technicians and build with them as well. But even deeper than that, my why is so I can make my own rules, so I can take the time off when my heart needs it, so I can sign my own permission slip, so I can be there for the things that matter. And I'm so grateful um, to be in the beauty industry because of that. Um, because there's so many options here and um, 
in, in my pause, I had already scheduled a training here and it was coming up and we put Vader down um, and the training was in two weeks. So for a week, I just couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop just the tears from leaking from my face. And it's, I, I've never um, felt anything like that before. Or maybe I have in terms of grief and it just never looked like that. But um, I still had to get the studio ready and I still had to tackle some things that I had put on pause. And um, I've got to tell you, um, I did a giveaway for um, the passion planner that I have and that I've been using for the past 10 years. And I've got to tell you, when something like that happens, my like that, that turned my world upside down. And when I was ready to get back on the horse or just at least take a peek from my depression, from my depression to see where I, where I was at in life, I honestly did not know where to begin. And I looked into my planner and saw where I had left off and looked at the things that actually needed attention and the things that could actually wait a little bit and getting the studio prepared for the training was one of them and I'm a firm believer on massive imperfect action just get started and we'll figure it out as we go everything went great and got some amazing feedback on what the studio really needs to be a turnkey space to host training so I got really excited with that and I'm so glad I spent whatever focus energy that I had on the studio and making sure that those who were teaching had everything that they needed because it brought me joy and it brought me back to the purpose and intention of the studio. I wanted to share that with you because I think we have such a hard time signing our own permission slip that sometimes our heart and our soul and our mind um, need us to be present for ourselves so that we can continue to give and some things that help me decide to sign my own permission slip when I'm torn between doing things and not doing things is just the idea of letting go of perfectionism. Some things just, it, it, things don't need to be perfect. Perfect is a lie, isn't it? Perfect is a complete lie. And we really have to let go sometimes to grow. And that can look so different in so many aspects, but just the idea of letting go to grow is so important and letting go of perfectionism is huge. Um, also, letting go of needing to do everything. Sometimes we feel like we need to do everything to get things done, but there are things that only you can do and there are things that 
you can let other people do. And even though it may be a different way <laughs> that, than, than what you would have done, it's still done. And that goes back to perfectionism, right? I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm a recovering people pleaser. When it comes to life and the things that we really want to focus on, we have to look at the things that actually really need us. My children need me. They don't need a babysitter. They need me. So I'm going to create a schedule where that's me. Um, do they need me to drop them off to practice? Not necessarily. So I can carpool. I can ask for help to carpool. Um, do I necessarily need to be the one who cleans my house? No, but I like to do it. So I will do it sometimes, but there will be other times where I'm just going to make sure that I have a housekeeper coming because I have hella shit to do, you know? And then focusing on the things that fill me up. So focusing on the things that you really enjoy doing, the things that you wouldn't mind working hard to do. Those are the things that should be on your priority list because you get those things done and with joy and probably a lot faster because you enjoy doing it, especially when you feel empty. Like, I don't want to say I felt empty because I felt a whole lot of things the past um, month with everything that went on with our family, but when you're trying to get out of a rut, I think it's really, really important to seek what fills you up and sign your permission slip to go get that, whatever that is. Prioritize you because you are totally 100% worth prioritizing yourself and you are the only one that knows what that looks like. And be on purpose and have intention. And even when you need to take a pause, it'll feel better. So just a gentle reminder to be kind to yourself and remember why you're doing what you're doing because sometimes you're going to need to sign your permission slip to put everything on pause to tend to yourself and your bigger why. So don't forget to be on purpose, be intentional, sign your own permission slip because your signature is the only one that matters. All right, I'll talk to you soon.